When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. My name is Josh, and I am joined by my friend and co-host Alex. I feel like we're here just all the time now. Three episodes. We're just pumping a... these out, Josh. We're pumping Three them episodes out. in under a week. Come on, you gotta like the content. We thank you so much for listening, and we hope you will either tune in, listening right here on your favorite podcast platform, or watch the interview with our good friend Justin Pennick on YouTube. It's really up to you. The options are in your hands, but. We hope not only you tune into that, but you also tune into the NFL Scouting Combine, which we'll get into right now before we send it to the interview with Justin. That'll be the bulk majority of this episode. But here we go. Before we do all of that, before we do any of that, we got to check in on Alex. Come on. We have to be the care considerate friend that I am. And I know Alex would do the same. Alex, would you check up on me if, if I asked, how are you doing? Because that's what I'm asking you right now. Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing great. And of of course, I'd check up on you if I remember, of course, because I do have a terrible memory. Um, but Great. yeah, I'm doing good. I'm that, doing good. That really makes me feel good inside that you would just, you know, right, at to least, forget. you know, at least, you know, the effort would be there. All right. Th- that's the most important thing. Right. That's what we all say. But yeah, I'm excited. Scouting Combine, uh, I believe, starts up like I mean, it's up, it started already, but like really starting uh, on Thursday. So that's exciting. Tomorrow. And, yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited to see some of these guys, some of these 40-yard dashes, some of the throws from the QB, QBs, I should say. Um, yeah, overall, I'm just excited. I always love the scouting combine, and it gives me something to do at school when I'm bored. Unfortunately, I'm class. not that bored and in class. Unfortunately, I'm not as bored as I would hope to be. It is kind of like, I mean, for me, it's not like midterms week anymore. It's like the end of it, but we still got like stuff. I know for Josh, Wait, you're he's right leaving in the midst tomorrow, of it. right? I am leaving tomorrow. Yeah, oh, for spring my break. So for spring break, yeah, Alex is already on spring break, basically. 
Or right, no. tomorrow. Give me give me a day. Okay, give me a day. Okay, so right now the yeah. grind is like crazy today. The grind is crazy. I mean, the grind is crazy today, but the grind's always crazy with the giant take. No one cares about my that, personal, that personal is true. work, but the grind never stops for the giant take, as well, you can tell I'm by trying three to say episodes that, of the week. All, all I can say is that, you know, I saw a week to go and more, but you're, you're gone Your tomorrow. Okay, whatever. We don't need to go. We don't need to go full uh, sad here. I- I'll survive. Uh, but no what one I will cares be, about our personal lives. What, what I will be doing, actually, no, they do care about our personal lives because what I will be doing during my personal life over the next few days is watching the NFL Scouting Combine, which, as Alex says, starts tomorrow afternoon with defensive linemen and linebackers before they move into Friday with defensive backs and tight ends. Saturday is the fun day. That's why they put it on a Saturday in the early afternoon, starting at 1 p.m. EST. That's the fun offensive positions, quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs. And then on Sunday, of course, they put the one position that no one seems to care about, the offensive linemen. We do care about all those positions, though, and we will be tuning in to all of those drills. And then don't worry, because Zion Tank will be right back here again, uh, recapping our headlines and, and big uh, takeaways from the NFL scouting combine. But besides what we talked about right now, we won't really have that much to preview because all of the previewing is in our interview with Justin Penick. But before we do that, just a few plugs in here. Again, you can subscribe uh, wherever. You can also hit us up on our social medias at the Giant Take Pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Alex on Twitter at anorian23. I'm on Twitter at joshola29. All of that. Info will be in the podcast description. Alex, anything else? I think that's it. We had a really fun interview with Justin uh, where we talked Let's about say it one combine, more time. combine, every <laughs> just anything you could think of that's happening in the Giants world, Giants realm right now we talked about. So it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, Josh, I'll let you transition into it. Yeah, I was going to say, can we, can we preview it anymore before going to it, which I'll do right now. Why do you, you, you want to tease it one more time or no? No. Okay. I don't, actually. I want our listeners okay. to enjoy it. So, there you go. in one moment, after this break, <laughs> you will get our interview with Talking Giants and John Boy Media's Justin Panic. Enjoy. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We are back now with uh, the one and only Giant Take Ring of Honor member. You know him very well. He celebrated many milestones of this podcast. And Justin, if you didn't know, we're now over 300 and you are on the 100th episode special. So we bring it back on Talking Giants, JM John Boy Media Football in, if you're watching on YouTube, inside the John Boy Media Studios coming to us live from New York City. Justin Pennick. How you doing, my man? Hello, fellas. Episode three, we're in the 300s? We're 302, 303, something like You're that. You're catching up to talk of Giants because we're in the 700s. You're catching up. We're, yeah, I don't think we're going to be crazy. catching up. That, I, I mean, as long as you guys keep... <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, Alex, Justin. Episode, I mean. episode every hour, we'll make it there by the new year. 
Yeah. There you go. Yeah. No, but uh, hello. You, we're we're all friends. We're yeah. talking again. We're talking about the Giants. I talk. I like talking about almost not anything but the Giants with you guys. But I almost like talking about. Yeah, I will say anything but the Giants with you guys because we we've been friends for so long, and the Giants aren't super fun right now. Um, but our lives yeah. are super fun. So no, but let's do it. Let's 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 talk Giants. Let's <laughs> let's do what we got to do. I love you guys. It's it's been a, it's been great to know you guys for the last couple of years. Yeah, well, we had Bobby on. I guess it was last week, right, John? Yeah. It was last week, and we had a yes, funny YouTube comment, and he was saying, or someone commented that, oh yes, uh, that, oh, I didn't it, that they were that uh, Bobby was talking with Justin Pennick and Daniel Jones. So apparently, I look like you, and Josh looks like and Daniel I look Jones, like Daniel so, wow. Jones. So that's a compliment. Uh, that's a compliment for me to be compared to you, Alan. Oh, it, it, I mean, I was thinking the same <laughs> way, but. You're yeah. flattered, Alex. I'm, I'm flattered. I'm flattered. I mean, the Daniel Josh, Jones. I've seen, I've seen Daniel Jones in person now a couple times. Flex. Okay. Um, he's a much more handsomer person in person compared oh, yeah. to you know the via via a screen. I yeah. I don't understand the Daniel Jones reference at all because I've only seen him also wear glasses like a couple of times here and yeah, there. He's not a glasses wearer. He's not really a glasses wearer, but um. Thanks, I guess. I, I, when I first saw the comment and I sent it to Alex, I said, who is who? And he immediately said that he well, looked like you. So he seemed to Jones. be death. Why is that obvious, though? Hair color. I mean, here, right, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I could see, you know, some people wear glasses before bed. Like if they do reading no, or if I've they watch TV. No, I've seen him wear glasses before. I've seen him. You know when I've seen him wear glasses? When he's been on the the show with, um, What's her name? The weekly when she had, when he had a weekly segment with the former <laughs> NFL Network Good Morning Football. So host. Daniel Cam. Adams. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah. yeah so I, I think Daniel Jones is a at home when you glasses get up in the morning right. when you get up in the morning or before bed glasses are on. We, right. We've I've never seen him with glasses on though. Really? Yeah. You got to watch. I think he's been on with Kay Adams. He's worn them. I think I he, need to you find know, he, probably like right before he goes. You know, he'll take off the contacts and right before in the morning yeah. before he puts on the contacts. That's what. Right. That's that's such a great call. Yeah. So, um, well, we can talk about Daniel Jones and glasses wearing all day. But uh, another thing that is coming up this week that also John Boy Media had their very famous own version of just come out recently. You know, slight plug there for you guys as well. The <laughs> uh, the scouting NFL scouting combine. Now, I don't know which one is better to watch the NFL scouting combine or the John Boy Media combine, but I think they're both up there. So uh, we will ask you, though, your favorite performers from each First of all, the John Boy Media Combine. Who were your favorite? I can you are you allowed to shout out yourself from this or? Well, yes. I mean, I, I'm I I I give elite performances every single year in the forty yard dash that came out Absolutely. on Tuesday, the twenty seventh, and then uh, the rest of the week on Wednesday, Thursday, we'll have uh, the rest of the videos coming out as well. But uh, I love like the forty is just my favorite video every year. Like if we could just, I, I like, I know you have, we have to add wrinkles every year and we can't just do the same thing. But if it were up to me, we would just do the same thing every year. Cause I love hearing and watching people run like Rob, Rob Scirocco. And he well, at the line and he just goes run, 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 for 40 yards. Like I, it cracks me up. Joe's McFly before he pops his hamstring is at the line being like, Oh shit. This is gonna f me up, and then lo and behold, he like pops his hamstring at like the thirty yard marker. Alex, did um, you see that video? By the way, yeah. if you haven't seen it yet, top ten. No, I, I, you I, have to I, watch I, it. No, no, when they when they come out, I that's the first thing I click. 
I, I always see the the forty yard after yeah. J- Justin's first performance of the first combine you all did, where he was kind of oh I, I just ran the, with my neck. The, 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 that it's like I have two left feet. It's yeah. I just I, I gallop and every I, year I don't know, I'm just I looking born... for I'm looking for the improvement. I'm trying to see like you know. Well, here's the thing. I'm I I, I lost a lot of weight like one or two years ago. <laughs> And then I've gained a little bit of it back, and I'm getting faster. The more weight that I gain back, the faster and the quicker that I get. And the year that I ran with my neck is when I was skinniest, and I was very slow. It's almost like my body was not proportionally right and together. Yeah. So that's my theory. I said I said that on the video. So I think the fatter that I get, I think. The yeah. So ever since that, I've been a I've been an instant watcher. I'm waiting for it every year. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. No, but that's a lot. It's a lot of fun. Uh, everybody, we we got some. Uh, the the video came out while there was still a, a good amount of people in the office, and the the fact that I was hearing laughs at different locations at different times. I'm like, oh, okay, this is this is good. This is funny. So we we always have a blast with that. So we move from the John Boy Media Combine to the <laughs> NFL Combine. What yeah. a transition. Uh, so we talk about people and performances and that. Are there any players specifically yeah. or positions specifically that you're looking forward to uh, at this year's combine? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be lying. I'm, you know, every year it's like you're you're always behind on you're always behind on draft prep. But I mean, I think as the years have gone on, I've taken way more stock into corner cornerback forty yard dash times. Um, I'm especially really looking forward to the corners with their arm lengths like I think if you're if you're 30 inches or over that's like a plus it's like all right you got a shot to be good in the NFL if you if you're if your arms are over 30 inches in the NFL and um and, and you could run somewhat of a respectable 40 yard dash time but if you have arms that are shorter than 30 inches so I almost for corners I definitely look out for that and their 40 yard dash time same thing with receivers their 40 yard dash time we've seen some of the you know the combine heroes like Chase Claypool couple years ago he really raised his his draft stock at the combine and he's been you know he's been an all right pro I guess I guess underwhelming but you know a lot of a lot of the guys that do run fast 40s and they really stand out what I think it does is it doesn't make you say oh this guy's a first round pick second round pick what I think it makes you do is huh this guy's this guy's worth looking more into and that's what I always kind of take from the combine is Oh, this this receiver threw well. This running back was fast. This lineman had a fast shuttle time. I think now you kind of take those athleticism pieces and it's like, all right, well, what players are worth looking more into? Or if there's a player that has like athleticism questions, and it's like, well, you know, for the lineman, they they didn't run a good, you know, they didn't run a good shuttle, uh, whatever other drills are important for lineman. This corner. He has long speed issues. Well, what does his 40 look like? And if his 40 is slow, it could confirm. So that's kind of like what you what I look for out of the out of the out of the combine. If if a guy shows up to be an athletic freak, then it's like, oh, you you put him you you write his name down and oh, that guy's worth looking into more and that guy's worth watching after the fact. But I certainly don't take anything of the combine and be like, oh, this because he had a good combine, that means he's like a first, second round pick or whatever. It gets the people talking. I think that's really like what, what we're all what we're all getting at is that's that's what it, whether it's scouts, whether it's social media, whether it's fans, etc. You know, one fast forty time that's in the top five forty times of all wide receivers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, gets people talking. I think that's yeah. what that's what's so successful about the NFL Combine. And I've never really looked forward to quarterbacks throwing before because as a Giants fan, we've just had Daniel Jones, and there hasn't really been. Since 2019 and since I've been kind of really knee deep in this stuff, there hasn't been any kind of 
right, the Giants are going to take a quarterback in this year's draft. You know, it, it's here. It's it, it could yeah. happen this year. So Jaden's not going to throw Daniel. Da, Jaden Daniels isn't going to throw Caleb. I don't even know if it's, he's probably showing up, but I, I don't think he's doing anything. Probably just going to talk with teams. You know. So the one guy that I'm excited to actually watch throw is JJ McCarthy because I have this I have this thing right now where I think JJ McCarthy's very good at driving the ball towards the middle of the field, but I have some concerns about him driving it out towards the sidelines and you know kind of pushing it out there and outside the numbers. And that's where Daniel Jones has his really big issues right now is he has barely any attempts outside the numbers and towards the hashes, uh, you know, towards the sideline. Excuse me. So. Um, that's like another thing that I'm looking out for. And any quarterback that runs a 40, I'm excited to see how fast they are, how fast they move too. So quarter, quarterback, you know, that's usually the position that we're we're kind of not watching as Giants fans, but I'm I'm kind of locked into quarterback this weekend. Yeah, and you've got players like Bo Nix also who kind of, I know, had a disappointing senior bowl, uh, obviously, which you were at, which we'll talk about in a couple minutes. But, you know, players like that who are kind of teetering on that late first round range, early second round. Can they push themselves into the first round? Um, I, I think that's going to be interesting as well. Um, but like, like you said, quarterbacks are really interesting position because now we've seen, again, over the past few years, a lot of players that maybe didn't have the best tape, um, you know, coming out of college, maybe came from smaller schools, but they come into the combine, they run a really fast 40, um, you know, they have a really good arm length, like you mentioned, 30 plus inches. Um, and, and you see them go, you know, maybe not super high, but higher than you'd expect um, and end up being pretty decent pros because, you know, Josh and I always talk about this, but draft, you know, the draft process, it's really always about projection. So, you know, I think if you the cornerback position is one that you can project, um, you know, a lot better from the combine than any other. Um, and obviously you need to have the intangibles, right? You know, reading the game. Um, you know, that kind of thing can do have that it factor at corner that we see all these guys who have, you know, the high interception numbers, whatever it may be. But um, yeah, corner is a good shot. I wasn't really even thinking about that one. But now that you said it, it, it definitely makes a lot of sense. Yeah, especially when you get the official arm measurement and maybe not the pro day where, the, where they'll add a you know, let's let's add let's add a an eighth or a quarter of an inch here, a half an inch here. And um, oh, his fingernails you know, were extra long that day. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the con- the combine you'll get the the official one. So that's so that's what I really lock into for yeah. that. So Alex mentioned the Senior Bowl. Um, I, I, we mentioned it to Bobby, but I, I want to say it to you too. The favorite ever, like I think content wise with you guys, and it's like nothing like against talking Giants at all. But the couch, Simple Man Radio with you snacks Bobby like all just crowded in onto that one couch I think that was Simple Man Radio we were trying to figure out the year what is that like 2021 maybe it was yeah it was too like yeah 2021 or 2022 yeah all stuffed in that couch it was the first year you guys went right or was that like all of us yeah because there was there was one or two years where Bobby went by himself yeah and when I started full time (laughs) and when I after I graduated college so yeah that was a that was 2022. That was my. That was all of our first year. Okay. So all of our first years going. So well, yeah. anyway, my favorite like piece of content <laughs> ever. That was the. Fi- and then you prank called uh, Pizza, pizza right? Hut or something. Yeah, Pizza Hut. Yeah, amazing. Well, we wound up getting the Pizza Hut too. So that was yeah. the That was the that was the important part there. But six foot seven, Bobby Skinner on a couch. Me, who I'm not the. You know, I'm not huge, but I'm not the smallest person in the world. And then you had snacks and grump there too. Just the four of us on this 
on this couch. Yeah, with, I forgot about Grumpy. In, yeah, a ho- yeah. in a hotel room with the lighting and all. Oh my yeah. god! I, what I would make one of my favorite stories like to mic. tell. One of my one of my favorite stories to tell is I would make every year. This year we got an Airbnb and it was awesome. Like we were able to actually have like a little bit better lighting and you know we we it was just, it was just better than a hotel, better Wi Fi and everything. Um, we also just got different access this year, which was which was awesome too. But when we stayed at the hotel and we did everything at the hotel, I would make everybody bring their lamps to my room for lighting because yeah. we didn't bring lighting. We actually brought like lighting this year too, so we even even did that better. But in years past, we didn't bring any kind of lights or lighting. And you know, I you know, the little ca- the camera that we have, you know, is pretty good at adjusting to the light, but. I still needed like more because the you know regular hotel rooms, especially if it's dark at night, it's not enough lighting. So I would have every but like snacks, Grump, Bobby, bring your lamps, and there would just be a million lamps. I looked like that crazy lady from Stranger Things with all the lights that were that were in my room. So uh, that's like one of my favorite like behind the scenes stories to tell from the Senior Bowl. All right, I mean, yesterday we've got like oh you know the big Joe Shane press conference, right? It's always a uh, you know, I guess a big spectacle. Everyone expects him to announce something huge. Of course, he doesn't say anything really uh, of that big significance. Of course, we had. Uh, did you see the funny like prank call? Um, oh that, well, it wasn't. It wasn't a prank. I mean, Char- not not, a, not a prank. Charlie's call. a real person. Who, yeah, yeah. I can't believe they let him in. They knew, and this is credit to John Schmelk, and this is credit to Madeline Burke, because they. They did have some questions yesterday that were that were good questions and a little bit tougher. And they they know like Madeline Burke very clearly saw like oh this is Charlie calling for wherever. And if you know the Twitter spaces, Charlie Charlie is insane. And the yeah. fact that they let him on air, that loose cannon on air, I thought he was going to drop f bombs and and everything. But then good for Charlie for staying professional and it, good for you know good for good for them on allowing that call to come in and yeah. even that question being being asked to Joe Shane. Yeah, so I actually thought that we got way more out of Joe Shane talking on the side to the media and that fan Q&A, we got way more out of that than the actual press conference that he that he gave. So, am I yeah, am I good. blank? What was this wasn't the free agent question? This is different. This this prank call Charlie uh question. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a prank. I, I, it was just more funny. That's kind of what I meant to say. Oh, but like, okay. Daniel so, Jones is horrible. You, you <laughs> mentioned oh, the I Min- haven't seen you it. mentioned the Minnesota game. Oh wait, hold on. I have to the lights have to turn back on. <laughs> so yeah, while he... Justin goes and turns on the lights, nope, I, I haven't right, I seen it. that clip. I saw the free how, agent one, which it, I think Josh? sounded like a kid. Well, yeah. Alex, did you see the one where like it was like a kid yeah, who called in or something? Yeah, that was funny. So are you gonna go after a free agent? Are you into the free agent? And he's like, <laughs> "I'm the Giants. We're off the Giants." Yeah, yeah. So that, so that was fun. I don't know if that was a prank call, but it was just no. That, I think that it was, was, that was yeah, It sounded like a kid calling in. But Char- Charlie was Charlie stole the show. Yeah. Where, I have to see that. I have to watch. I was him. like, I you, you mentioned Daniel Jones in the against the Viking game, and that's the game that everybody brings up. This guy's horrible. Men- <laughs> mentioned the mention all the ga- the Dallas game and w- whatever. So oh uh, wow, that, he's, okay, a, he's you should, you should see love. Joe Shane's face. It was funny. Oh yeah, my God. yeah. Um, we've never so, had anything like that before. Like I don't think no, they've ever. Was yeah, crazy. Never. Yeah, it was crazy. Crazy. I don't that think they let him. On. Honestly, like to to give to be fair, Josh, like it didn't go as crazy on Twitter as I thought it would have gone. <laughs> like not that many people were talking about. It. Like I thought, like more people would have been like. Kind of going because a lot of people don't really know who Charlie is. 
Um, maybe a lot of people just thought, you know what? That's a really good question, Joe Shea. Why don't you answer? Yeah, I guess. Oh, no. <laughs> but the fact, the fact that I, I don't think not a lot of people know that they very much knew who that was, and they knew what he was going to ask about, and they knew that the question was going to be, they had to know. Madeline Burke and John Schmilk had to know when they, or the producers, whoever, they had to know when they let that call in what it was going to be about, and they let it through. Yeah. Um, but one thing Joe Shane did say was he's a guy we'd like to have back referring to Saquon Barkley, which I think is probably the exact same quote word for word that he said last year. It's nothing new. Uh, so the same statement that he echoed last season, do you think it's going to be the same result? Uh, no, the same result being the franchise tag and, um, no, I, I don't think they're going to tag him, and I don't think they're going to reach an extension. I think he's going to hit the open market, and I don't think he's going to be a giant next year. Um, I, I think it's time, man. I, I, I think it's time, and no matter how much uh, – I, I think privately Joe Shane may think – and this isn't even like he hates Saquon Barkley, but I think privately, and part of me hopes privately, that Joe Shane's like, you know what, let's – Let's let's cut ties. Let's 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 just go our separate ways. And then you know the the thing that he could say at, at the next press conference, whenever that is, probably be after the draft when they if they ask about Saquon Barkley or I don't know if he he's probably going to talk before the draft. And the thing that they're going to he's going to say, well, we just couldn't reach an agreement. You know, I we I, I you know he he wanted to be back. I wanted to be back. I wanted him to be back. We just couldn't reach a number that both of us could agree on. And that's probably going to be the answer. And I'm and I'm fine with it. But this is just a it's a marriage. That's only going on for the sake of the children. Like there's, there's, they're staying together for the kids, and it's not that. And usually, that's not a good marriage. Um, not they, they need it. They need a divorce. I, I think for for both of them, for both sides, the Giants need to focus on building a team that doesn't have Saquon Barkley as a focal point of it because they've been trying to do that since 2018. It has failed, and Saquon Barkley also deserves the right to go get paid somewhere accordingly. And compete, and I think a competing team would sign him. Like you know, uh, people are throwing around Houston Texans as a fit. I think that's a cool fit, and he deserves to go somewhere and try and try to win. While you know he's still you know before he reaches that age thirty season. So uh, I do think that it will not head in a, in the same direction as it did last year with the franchise tag. I don't think they're going to tag him, and I don't think they're going to come up with agreement. I think he's going to hit the open market and go somewhere else. Yeah, you know, I I agree with you. I don't think he's going to get tagged. I don't think he's going to be with the Giants. But there was an interesting tidbit. I don't know if you saw this. That Joe Shane, I guess the question, I think it was posed right after talking about Saquon Barkley, was about the salary cap and kind of how it obviously has gone up dramatically this season. Um, You know, and he kind of said that gives us more flexibility. And I I forget the exact quote, but it very much like hinted that at the possibility of Saquon, you know, of course, the, when you tag someone, it, it hurts the cap for this season, right? You can't move it around, et cetera. But um, that that could like kind of open it up, I guess, as a possibility. That was just kind of the sense I got from the like from the exchange. I'm not sure if you saw that. But, um, yeah, but, I mean, but here's the thing. So the Giants have about 30 right now. They could l- release Skolinski for about 35. They still don't have they don't have a lot of money. I I think they're comfortable. But at the end of the day, if they want to go out and they want to sign a like a if they want to go out and sign like a Bobby Okereke type of free agent contract again, they need to push that money back because they need at least ten million for you know the the, the draft class. Uh, they're going to need you know a, a couple extra million to just get through the season and get through camp, right? 
So you're not going to be able to spend all of this. And I, I think Barkley, what the tag is around 13, is it 13 or 14 for the second tag for Barkley? That would be half. That would be already half of what you're already, you know, what your cap space is right now. And obviously, you know, or you could re, you could restructure Bobby Okereke, you could or, or you could restructure Dexter Lawrence and restructure Andrew Thomas. I don't know if the Giants really want to be in the boat of continuing to push money back. It sounds great where Dexter Lawrence and Andrew Thomas are young players, or it's like, oh, they're going to be here forever, right? Just feels like they're going to be here until their 30s and they're going to retire as Giants, right? I just don't know. Let's cross that bridge when we get there. We extended those guys good on Joe Shane. Let's not continue to just push money back, push money back. We kind of got to, this is the this is the era of the mistake of the Daniel Jones extension. It, it, it needed to be done, right? You know, I, I don't regret extending him in the time, but you got to, you know, deal with this $47 million cap hit, and this is part of it, where maybe you can't franchise Saquon Barkley for a second time. Um, you know, maybe you, maybe you do need to push McKinney's contract a little bit down the road if he wants 15, 16 million average annual, you know, APY, right? Um, so I, I don't think because the cap gave it an additional, you know, six or seven million dollars, which it is significant and it's helped the Giants. I don't think that's enough to say, all right, now I feel comfortable tagging Barkley. Because I do think extending McKinney is the priority. Yeah. I mean, for McKinney, do you, like, are you open to the franchise tag for him? The transition tag, some are saying, obviously that's not used frequently. Um, you know, you look at the safety market, and he's probably going to get want. He's probably going to want numbers that you know, Derwin James, some of the top safeties in the league are going to want. Uh, we know he's a very, I guess, I don't. I'm trying to think of the word, but I'd say he's a very passionate individual. He's an uh, outspoken, out- outspoken, passionate guy. Um, and I think that could make negotiations very difficult. What is your kind of limit for McKinney? Like, what's where do you draw the line, and where do you think Joe Shane's going to draw the line? Well, I don't think he's going to get a, a Derwin James, Mika Fitzpatrick contract because he just yeah. he hasn't put up all pro years, right? He just hasn't hasn't done it. He's been a very good player, and where I think if uh, this is where I hope that Joe Shane and McKinney's representatives. We're all, we're all reasonable here because I, I I think Joe Shane will give a reasonable contract for Xavier McKinney. You saw it, you saw it with AT and Dex. They you know they came to agreements there, and I think where hopefully McKinney's representatives, McKinney and Shane, will come together is with the guaranteed years. And I look at the Justin Simmons contract for example. He got three guaranteed years with that with that fourth year, um, kind of or it, it may have even been a five year deal, four or five year deal, but basically three years were guaranteed, and that's. That's the number that I think really matters to these guys and these, you know, these these contracts is you you will will always react to four years, sixty four million dollars as a contract for Xavier McKinney, but then you got to wait for the guaranteed number. Is it is it in the thirties? Is it in the forties? And I think if you can give Xavier McKinney three guaranteed years of good solid money, and then maybe even add you know a, a fourth year with the little little bit of dead cap, you know, guaranteed money somewhat down the line. Um, that's what I think will hopefully get the deal done. Not the 18 million average annual, you know, per year, like Derwin James and Minka Fitzpatrick. But if you can tell Xavier McKinney, you have three years guaranteed here. Do you want to be here? You're 24, you're 25. And this will still, even when this contract kind of comes to an end, it'll still allow you to hit the free agent market again, 
or come to, come up with an extension by the time the year 28, 29, and you haven't even crossed 30 yet. So hopefully that is where Joe Shane, like that's where I'm 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 leaning, and that's what I kind of hope is is done. I, I I certainly wouldn't mind three guaranteed years of of Xavier McKinney if that's if that's what it's going to take to get done. Yeah, I mean, I'm, my concern with McKinney is that obviously he is such an outspoken guy. He is, you know, it kind of has that personality that I think, you know, the guaranteed money with him is risky, right? We've already seen him at this point, right? You know, in not this past season, but the season before fall off the yeah, ATV. The ATV. Yeah. Um, you know, he's been inconsistent. He's had kind of scuffles in the locker room with obviously the Wink and Dable situation and all that kind of stuff. But like, so I think there's some, there's some considerations to be taken with that also that do you really want to give guaranteed money to a guy who's maybe somewhat in like unreliable off the football field, right? Obviously on the football field, he is very reliable because he played every snap of every game this past season. But you have to take that into consideration. Is he the type of guy that Joe Shane wants to keep around long-term? Is he that locker room presence that he wants to keep around long-term? And that I'm not positive about i don't think anything has been too dramatic in terms of like oh this is why you wouldn't want this guy around i, I think that hopefully the a- atv accident was a one-time thing yeah. and it's like all right well you know he he knew that he almost lost some freaking fingers and then he knew that you know there was a chance that he you know he he may have lost a couple million dollars just from that happening and you know not having him down the stretch for 2022 that may already be impacting him through through these negotiations so i'm confident that something like that won't happen again, but sometimes, like, after Odell got his money, right, Odell kind of planted a little bit of seeds before he got his money about how he can kind of be outspoken and you know, be a little bit of a distraction, and then he did get his money, and then he took it to a whole nother level with the whole Lil Wade interview and everything like that, and that was the straw that broke the camel's back for that regime and being like, all right, well, you, we can't, we literally can't have you throwing the coach and the quarterback under the bus. You know, no matter how talented you are, we we literally can't have you doing that. Um, so I I'm confident that McKinney won't do that. I'm confident that he's that he's going to be fine. I'm con- I am confident that the ex- that the extension and, and it's worth it. But you never know where now that these guys they get their guaranteed money and they feel a little bit more confident and entitled that they could say what they want and do what they want. Um, I don't think it's that bad with, like, with, it's not going to be like Odell levels with McKinney, um, but certainly it's it's something to think about, and I and I think the Giants hopefully have enough of a read on McKinney whether he's going to do that or not, which I'm confident he won't. Um, I wanted to go to, I was just sitting back and listening there. I, I let you guys uh, have your have your discussion, Alex. Um <laughs> I wanted to talk. So you mentioned Odell Beckham. Um, oh sure. This well, far, <laughs> far, far, far transition. But I, I was going to say Odell Beckham wide receivers. We just did our uh, top wide receivers in this year's draft, and I know you said for the scouting combine, you guys are a little, a little bit, you know, not super ahead of your draft research. So if, if I'm putting you on the spot, uh, you know, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. But I just didn't know if you had any. Standouts for your, you know, wide receiver class this year, Malik Neighbors to the Giants. That's been, you know, out there. A lot of Giants fans want him as their wide receiver one, even though I feel like we just have done this the past two years. Wandell Robinson, Jalen Hyatt, and yet we're here again saying we have a top ten pick. Those guys Let's are late round guys. Wide receiver. 
Those guys are late, later round guys, second round, third round. I think Jalen High wasn't supposed to be. Yeah, but there's a reason he fell, and we've seen that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I never. There's a reason why I was really excited about Jalen High in the third round versus you know if we took him at 25, I would have been like, no way, Are you um, crazy. Yeah. So I mean, and that's the thing where you know Jalen Hyatt, he's just. I think he's one of the examples and. You know, even even guys like Xavier Worthy and you know it, name name any of the receivers that could be taken in, in in round two or the latter part of round one. There's so there's so many receivers, right? There there's so many receivers like I and I think you're going to continue to see this year in and year out of you know even you take last year for example. Last year was seen as like a bad receiver draft, yet you see how you know Jackson Smith and Jigba could you know maybe could be good. He had some moments and. You know, Zay Flowers obviously took off with Baltimore. Um, you, know, you see, you know, last year was considered like a bad, a bad, like a bad receiver draft, and even some of those guys really did well. Puka Nakua, even like in the fifth round. So I think the the depth that you get at receiver year in and year out because of how advanced the college offenses are becoming, and how these guys are getting more athletic, they're getting faster, they're getting bigger, they're getting stronger every single year. We're going to continue to see, maybe not like having two wide receivers taken in the top 10 every year, but we're going to see, I think, the depth of receiver just kind of, you know, every other year or every year, this is just what we're going to see in the NFL now. And that, and that gets me, that gets me excited. Um, you know, it, it's, it has me excited for the potential for the Giants. I think I lean neighbors a little bit more because I, I think is, I think he's more athletic. Um, well, then uh, the guy from Washington. Um, yeah, again, I haven't really yeah. fully, I haven't really fully started yet. The combine's gonna, <laughs> combine's gonna help. But as I've as I've watched Jaden Daniels, I've gotten like, oh, there's there's just neighbors making this yeah. explosive this explosive play, and both of them are just making it look easy. So um, whether the Giants want to walk away from this draft and just take the the stud in the in the top ten, or do you want to? trade back or do you want to do you want to wait do you want to wait on the receiver because you know that there's going to be depth there in the second round and then there's a chance that you can get your alpha possibly number one wide receiver in the second round because yeah those guys are that damn good I'm excited for the possibilities because of the depth that this draft kind of holds I mean you could even double down you could even take your guy in the top 10 and then you have you know three more top 100 picks in the second and the third round to Take advantage of the depth at wide receiver, which the Giants, you know, the Giants, they need it. They need depth everywhere. And if you want to get the Giants need depth everywhere, number one, and they also just need really damn good football players. And that's really what covering, and this is a little bit of a side tangent. That's really what covering, like doing stuff with JM football this year and and covering the NFL, I put that in quotes, covering the NFL, what it really taught me this year. Looking at the rest of the NFL, you want to know what they have? You want to know what the 49ers have? You want to know what the Chiefs have? You want to know what the Ravens have? You want to know what the Bills have? They have really good football players at a lot of different spots. 49ers have an all-pro at every level of their team. They have Trent Williams, who's a you know, future Hall of Famer. They have Christian McCaffrey, who's an all-pro offensive player of the year. They have Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. They have George Kittle. They have Nick Bosa. They have Fred Warner. They have really good secondary players as well. That's just one team. You look up and down these good teams. They have all pro caliber players at every single spot 
of their team. The Giants do not have that. The Giants have Andrew Thomas and Dexter Lawrence. And, and Bobby Okereke is you know, a good player, but he's a free agent. He's not a guy that we drafted and developed, and you don't know how long he's going to be here. But I think, And I would consider Xavier McKinney to be in that boat, but he's not an all-pro quality player. He's a good player. The Giants need great players, and that is the number one priority, whether it is wide receiver. This draft class is so important for Joe Shane because they've had they've had the the capital of the past, especially 2022 with two top 10 picks. I don't think they got a star out of any of their picks so far through two years, and that includes the two top 10 picks. Kayvon, excited for Kayvon in this new defense where Bowen is definitely going to emphasize getting to the quarterback more. Kayvon's got a shot, hasn't shown the consistency. The Giants need stars. And whether you want to get grab that player in the top 10, whether that whether that's a receiver, whether that's a quarterback, we'll see. But the Giants need stars at every level, and they do not have that right now. And that is how you're going to get to the top of the league. Yeah, Alex, I, mean, I know you're just about to ask yeah, that question. I know, I know you're just about to ask that question. We're going to get to that in a second, actually, Justin. I, I just want to say it's so funny because, Alex, we had this exact conversation the other day, and then there's some, you know, on the on the cusp Giants fans, Alex. I don't know how you want to reference your dad here, but we, uh, you know, we're talking about the Giants stars, and we were talking to Alex's dad the other day, and there's some Giants fans who still think that it's only Saquon. And then he's like, well, if we don't have Saquon signed next year, then we don't have a star. And Alex is like, well, did you forget that Andrew Thomas and Dexter Lawrence exist? And but also, he's like, Saquon Barkley is a star? Oh, like, yes, I agree with that. Saquon Barkley, besides 2022, has not had a productive year for the Giants since 2019, which 2022 matters. It, it, it matters 100%. But he's entering year seven. And I would, so he's had six years in the NFL. Two and a half years have been productive for Saquon Barkley in a Giants uniform. So you could say that Saquon Barkley is a star. But we're at a point where if we're gonna if if you're gonna be paid, if you you know, if you if you're gonna have if we're gonna spend a, a high quality draft pick in you with high draft capital, it's not only just about the name factor, it's not only just about a presence. You have to produce on the field. And Saquon Barkley. Again, a great season in 2022. A lot of it was volume based. Not even he, you know, it was not even extremely efficient in 2022. His explosive run rate has gone down every single year. That includes 2022. Again, a lot of it based on volume. So I, I don't even like when people like again. Saquon Barkley is a star. I under, I understand that. But when you look at the production that guys like Andrew Thomas have given you top-tier, top-quality left tackle play in the NFL. Dexter Lawrence over the last two years, one of the best defensive players in the NFL, not just interior defensive linemen. Saquon Barkley has not performed over the last multiple years of a sample size, has not been a top running back in the NFL. Has not. Since his rookie year, pretty much. I mean, I mean, you could say, I mean, 29, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's probably. 2019. Yeah, he, he was great. But Great start. Sprains his ankle, comes back too early, struggles with that sprained ankle, and then finishes the season great. 2020, torn ACL. Sure. 2021, terrible. Terrible. Coming off the ACL. 2022, great. A lot of it depended on volume. Not really extremely efficient. Not a lot of explosive plays either, yeah. And then and then last year, oh, the offensive line, the offensive line. But that's the, that's the problem. That's the problem with 
investing in a star running back is that you need so much around him to be right, and the Giants can't get it right. Yeah, we were talking about the first round, right? Joe Shane, he's obviously had Kayvon Thibodeau. Maybe he can be, you know, a, a Pro Bowl consistent player, but obviously I don't think he has that high-tier edge rusher prowess that, you know, we've seen in some of the past year's drafts. Um, you know, Evan Neal at the moment looks like a big miss. Uh, Deontay Banks, obviously a little bit too early to tell, but looks like he could be a solid player. Good player, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at number six this year. It's a big draft, like you mentioned, right? Because Joe Shane, if he misses again, it's it's bad, right? Because you've already had one miss with Evan Neal in the top 10, most likely. Um, obviously, we'll still give him a chance. But I, I kind of want to po- uh, pose the question like this. Who is one player that you would be happy if the Giants selected? And who's one player that would have you freaking out if the Giants selected in the first draft? Pre- pre-draft research, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want them to take the tight end. Um, yeah, Brock Brock Bowers. Brock yeah. Bowers. No, um, and I, I, I'm, I think yeah. there's a chance that Waller might be gone, even though Joe Shane says that. Even though Joe Shane has said, "Oh, you know, I, I, we expect him to be back." Well, Brian Dable also said that they expected Wayne Martindale to be back. Um, I, I think that some things have developed, and uh, I, I don't think Waller's. I don't think maybe Waller may may or may not be here. Um. So I certainly like that's like the tight end positional value. That's another that, the tight end even more than running back for positional value, because e- even tight ends that are taken in the first round are like the hit the hit rate is kind of like really not even hit and miss. It's kind of just like not worth it to take a tight end in the first round, take a tight end that high. Even though I Brian Dable really does like his really does like his tight ends, and you know they were even looking them. They were even looking to draft Payne Durham last year, who they had a top thirty visit with. Uh, the Buccaneers traded up one. We were live streaming the draft. The Buccaneers traded up one pick ahead of us on like the sixth round, and then you can see the camera cuts to Brian Dable since the Giants were like up next, and he's like pissed. And they and the Bucks drafted Payne Durham right before us. They knew that we were going to do that. Um, so yeah, the tight end Bowers, um, and dude, I want a quarterback. I want a quarterback. I want one. Of, I want one of the top three. I want one of the big three. I think. I think I lean Daniels over May as of right now. I just kind of started watching May. Um, I watched three games of Daniels, and I, I I like a man. It's it's just so these these three guys. You know, obviously with Caleb and Drake May and Jaden Daniels, it just looks so easy. And the things that I'm looking at with quarterbacks this year, I'm not evaluating scheme and how he reads the defense. I don't know how to. I don't know how to freaking do that. I, I I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to you know evaluate how a guy reads a defense or whatever decision making. Obviously, I'm gonna I'll look at decision making loosely, but I'm not a I'm not a film guy. So I'm looking at can you do you have a big arm? Can you push the ball down the field? Can you throw the ball outside the hashes? Can you drive it towards the middle of the field and utilize the middle of the field? But also, can you drive the ball towards the sidelines? Right when you have Jalen Hyatt that's running wide open on the sideline, can you get that ball to him? Can you drive that ball out there? Um, so I'm looking for a big arm. I'm looking for a quarterback that can maybe make some tight window throws. There's you know, there's going to be not not wide open windows in the NFL. Um, so can you make some of those tight window tight window throws that's maybe going through a couple guys? And then I think the biggest thing for me is can you move? You have to be able to move. Can you escape pressure? How do you deal with pressure in the pocket? And then can you keep plays alive in the pocket? Can you keep a play alive? Can you, uh, whether it's in the pocket like Joe Burrow and Tom Brady do, do a great job of, 
Or can you, Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, take it outside the pocket and either run, or are you looking to throw deep down the field? That's those are the three things that I'm looking for out of out of out of quarterbacks this year. So I would love a quarterback. And if it's one of those top three, um May, Daniels, or obviously you would have to trade up to get Caleb. Um I'm that's that's what I want coming out of this this year's draft. And quarterback, the position I feel like that Giants hands had honestly talked about every draft since we drafted Daniel Jones. Like even after his rookie year, people were already looking at the NFL draft the following year to maybe I feel like it's always been in the window there. It's always been like people have that in their in their wants. Um But it was it was never really real. This year it's real. And I and it I It wasn't think real last year? No. Not yeah. not in the first round. Not in the first round. Um and and I and I'm of the belief. Like I, I'm not thrilled if they take like a Knicks or a Penix in the second round. I, I'm not really I'm not really thrilled with that because if you, the quarterback is the most right, if we're going, we're going the, all in. You got to go get go, your guy. Go all in. Yeah. If yeah. if you if you want if you're going to take a quarterback, then you view him as you view him as the best best player on the board and and, and the best and the best player available at that time. And all, I, I I don't know because you also see what you know. I say that, but then you also see what. Dable was able to do with Tyrod Taylor and Tommy DeVito and even Daniel Jones in 2022, where it's like, okay, well, Dable may not need the most talented guy, but also I would, I would also want the most talented guy. Like I, I would want the guy with the big arm. I would, I would want the guy that could throw, that could flick, flick of the wrist 50 yards and the ball just flies and there's so little wasted movement. And the guy with just natural talent, like I, I, that's, I, I want that guy. Um, so I and I feel like if you if you invest on like a Bonix or a Penix, then it's like, well, if there's an opportunity in next year's draft to whether it's to trade up or or take, you know, we 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 may not want to because we took this guy with the second round. So I, I don't know. It, it always just feels like, at least to me, unless it works, then I'm all for it, right? Um, quarterbacks outside of the first round, it's like, is it is it really worth it? Like, do you do you really do you really believe that this guy could be the next guy? How many have hit over the past few years? You just got to think of it. Like, look, look at I mean, the draft. Like, I mean, there's a yeah, few. You do have Dak. I mean, you have the you have the Purdies. You have the Dak Prescotts of the world. I mean, you, you have that, but yeah. I, I don't know if that's the majority. But none know? of those guys are the elite elites in the NFL, are they? Right? Like, you, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Right. I Lamar's the closest, obviously, thirty second overall. But um, you know, Mahomes. That's still, the, that's, that's still the Ravens' first pick. I'm pretty Burrow, sure. Oh so. yeah, Herbert. Like you know, so there is a. The, the, all those guys are top ten picks, if I'm yeah. correct. Yeah, top. And if any, and if any of those guys, like, I don't think Bo Nix has the same natural gifts as the top three do. I don't think people say that Michael Penix has. I I don't think Penix's game is gonna translate very well to the pros, especially because if you want to talk about somebody that could improvise and that could run and that could extend plays, Penix can't really do that. Um. So, yeah, yeah, Alex. Yeah, I don't. You're I, good. I He's think, good. I think you. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Oh, we have we have we have strong. Do, does anybody disagree? No, <laughs> no, no, no. I was just I I wasn't I. Not nothing, nothing. I I I just think every single year we've been um, saying about this quarterback thing. I know it hasn't been real in quotes, but it's always been on the social media. It's obviously in all the Giants fans oh, saying yeah. you need a QB I mean, I think one. That's 
I think what's on never social happened. media. It's, I, I think just, what's I on just, social media versus what's going on in the front. I, I, obviously, it's two very, yeah. very different things. And you know, I, hey, all right. Here, here's the here's the one thing where I, I think the what what draft was Hendon Hooker was that last year? That uh, was was that two years, two years ago. ago? No, it was two years ago. Or yeah. was it last year? Because he was was that Tennessee Hendon Hooker? Yes, yeah. he they was liked throwing him to a Hyatt. They, so maybe the it was liked him. It might have been last lot, year because yeah. he he threw to Hyatt. Yeah, so like it, the, it, the giant, the Giants liked him a lot, but it wasn't in the first round. Like I know. Ended Hooker wasn't going to be taken in the first round. I just, so I, I think still that's don't like, believe it that it'll be a first round thing this year. But that's that's the whole point of the draft. Now we wait even, and see. Even if because so. I mean the thing, I, I think if there's one of the big three there, or let's just say Mayor Boom. Daniels, because Caleb's not falling. No. Um, if Mayor Daniels is there, you think that they would not take them? Yeah, at six? No, I think you they. Think did. they I, I do, I do, I do. Because I think, think passed. I Shane <laughs> loves Daniel Jones too much. He doesn't. He, he does. That's just what Daniel he says. Jones that's to, just what he says. You're putting. You're putting too much. I think you're putting way too much. I think he wants him to prosper like way too much, and I think also Dable has put too much chips down to say that they're going to draft a quarterback in the first round and then bench Jones after that. And I don't know. And I you don't like need to bench Jones right away. Yeah. No, you don't. But then here's the thing. Then what about Dable's job at the end of the season? Well, you start think, him halfway through, obviously, probably. Well, that's what I'm saying. Because if Brian I think Dable, them drafting, I think like, them drafting a quarterback this year helps Dable helps and his job. job chances. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, of course. That's what I'm trying to say. But I, all right, I'm just putting myself in a in a in a hole, and I just I'm don't think anyone else could. It's worth it's worth having the conversation because I'm I'm sure like some. You, there's I I've seen a lot of people in our comments and stuff like that. There are a lot of fans that are. I feel like it's more likely they'll draft. I feel like it's more likely they'll draft Malik Neighbors, even if a guy like Jaden Daniels is on the board at six. I, I just I, don't think I don't, any I don't of those three that. guys. None none of those three guys are going to be there at six. Which that Alex, I mean Alex, you just bring up you the point have where to I think trade you're up. Correct. I I think I think they're not going to be there. Even if you could, and trade I don't up, think, and think. they're not going to trade up for it. Well, they, I don't even think there they'll be no able to. There is no way Joe Shane is trading up for a quarterback. Well, that, I Someone can clip this right now and throw me under the bus so when they do so it. Funny in they a will not. Months. There is no way Joe Shane and the New York Giants are trading up for a quarterback. Yeah, but you, absolutely no way. you look at it, the we'll Bears say, are going to take one, right? Clearly at this point. I think it's it's 95% yes, chance. Fields Washington's going to yeah. take one. And why wouldn't New England take one? That, right. That, so like I don't know how you especially even now trade without up. Belichick too because I think I don't a, know how a big reason up, why yeah. Mac Jones was still a quarterback in New England was because Belichick was still the head coach of the New England Patriots. I mean, in my yeah. future picks talk though. Future picks talk. I get it. This and is going to be a never ending England, talk, but it's a new it's a new regime in New England. It's different. I don't know. What better way to start off your regime by by trading back. a couple. By taking a couple Giants, by taking a Giants first round pick and taking their second round picks, and you never know. That's what Bill would do. I don't Only know. way Bill's I can see it happening: JJ McCarthy flies up draft boards and he goes to the top three, and then one of those no, guys. Falls. That's that's one. That's one where I would I would not be I would not be I wouldn't be like mad, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be thrilled. All right, we'll have to see. Add talking Giants. Add John Boy Media Football as well. And at Justin Pennick on Twitter. Justin, once again, great conversation with you. We thank you so much for taking the time to be with us on the show today. And 
to many more, I'm sure, in the future. We're going to talk in the summer after the draft. At training camp. And then also uh, Bobby now got us engaged in this license plate uh, guy softball charity match that we didn't know about. Yes. Yeah. So we'll be there too. Yeah, exactly.